Hey friends, this is the New Mercies Podcast. This is for those of you who need a friend to walk alongside you as you resist the temptation to torture and shame your body and instead choose to live from a place of compassion toward it. Our focus is on taking steps to nurture our bodies to a place of wholeness so we can then love others well from that place. I'm your host, Debbie, and I'm so glad you're here. So at the time of this recording, it's Christmas season. So there's a lot of talk about peace. And yet this year, it's been kind of crazy. I wouldn't say that the word peace really describes 2020. But we really need to return to that sense of peace. And that starts within ourselves. When I say peace, I don't mean the passive and quiet kind of peace, though. I'm talking about full-on shalom. Now, I know this is a fitness-based podcast, and you're probably either like, what the heck is that? Or, what does shalom have to do with fitness? But I promise it'll make sense in a minute. So shalom just may be one of my favorite words. I actually have it written on the side of my Bible as a reminder that that's what the whole story is all about. It's actually used over like 400 times, so it's kind of a big deal. It's not a word that I use in my everyday conversation, and you probably don't either, so it sounds kind of weird. Peace is kind of a more common word that means something similar, but there's still something like deeper about the word shalom, and so I really prefer to use that word. It's more all-encompassing, and it's more fun to say. So here's the deal. Our world is full of brokenness, okay? I don't think anybody would really argue with that. (laughs) There are individuals who are hurt and broken, either because of their own choices or other people's choices that were acted upon them that they had no control over. And those individuals interact with other individuals and all those people make up our communities and obviously then our world at large. So it's just kind of like this big brokenness fest out there. I'm broken, you're broken, we're all broken. Stuff has been messed up since the Garden of Eden. It's kind of been a long time. There's been sin in the world for quite some time and When I say sin, I know sometimes that word can have some baggage for some people. There's really, there's no reason to have any baggage. I mean, it's just just a word, right? But unfortunately, because of some things that go on in our world, we have baggage with certain things. And so when I say the word sin, I actually want you to equate that with darkness and death. And so when we think of sin being all over our world, within us, within the people around us, and we equate that with darkness and death, that can be kind of depressing if we just kind of left it there. But that's not the end of the story. Thank goodness. (laughs) The Daily Grace Company has a Bible study called Amen. I'll link to that in the show notes for you. And in it they write, quote, The Garden of Eden was a picture of shalom, a picture of peace and wholeness that's found in the presence of God. We see God dwelling with man in communion. This theme of God seeking to dwell with man will be seen all throughout scripture. There is no sin or brokenness in the garden. In so many ways, this is what our hearts long for. We long for Eden. Eden points us to what once was, but it also points us to what will be again someday. End quote. God's desire is to restore things back to how they once were before all this darkness and death entered in. Back to Eden, back to wholeness, back to shalom. In John 10, verse 10, it says, quote, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. End quote. Life, that's the opposite of stealing and killing and destroying. That's peace. That's shalom. And that's what God is actively seeking to restore. 
He started it by becoming human, giving us a picture of what restoration looks like in a broken world, because this world has been broken from the very beginning. He continued it by allowing our sin to kill him, his crucifixion, and by showing sacrificial love. And then he conquered death, so sin doesn't even have to have power over us anymore. He continues it through inviting us to follow him and being a part of that restoration process. So it started with him and it's going to end with him. And in the meantime, we get to be a part of it. We do see and experience a lot of brokenness around us, but but we also get glimpses and sometimes beautiful explosions of the restoration that's happening because people are choosing to be peacemakers. So here's the thing, though. Sometimes we think everything's about us, right? (laughs) But shalom isn't just about us. It's not just about us as individuals deciding to follow Jesus and be free from the power of sin over our lives. Yes, that's part of it, but that's definitely not the end of it. God is working to restore all of humanity to wholeness, and he does it through us. He invites us into it. And that's why community is so important. We need each other. We need to live beyond ourselves, have the eyes to see one another, and hearts that want to see the brokenness restored. When one person gets just a little closer to wholeness, there's this ripple effect until we see more and more people living from a place of wholeness. I found this quote from someone called Cornelius Plantinja Jr. I might be saying that wrong, and I apologize if he, for some reason, listens to this and I butchered his name. I don't know who he is, but... I love what he says about Shalom. And he says, quote, the webbing together of God, humans, and all creation in justice, fulfillment, and delight is what the Hebrew prophets call Shalom. We call it peace, but it means far more than mere peace of mind or a ceasefire between enemies. In the Bible, Shalom means universal flourishing, wholeness, and delight. Shalom, in other words, is the way things ought to be, end quote. Universal flourishing. I just love that how they ought to be. Yes, yes, yes. Shalom is completeness and well-being. It's used in the context of the welfare of others when someone is in harmony with another or when someone seeks the good of like a city or a country. It's just completeness. Walter Brueggemann puts it this way, quote, Shalom is a persistent vision of joy, well-being, harmony, and prosperity, many dimensions and subtle nuances. Love, loyalty, grace, salvation, justice, blessing, righteousness. Shalom is the freight of a dream of God that resists all our tendencies to division, hostility, fear, drivenness, and misery. End quote. Persistent vision, resisting our tendencies. So it takes work, guys, but the end result is beautiful. And we can get overwhelmed with this idea of peacemaking because it is a big task. There is a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of brokenness even just within ourselves, right? But that's why God works through each one of us to make it happen. You know, it takes just one person starting to become whole, and there's this ripple effect. And here at New Mercies, we are all about the small steps and the fresh starts. Shalom, or peace, is also the fruit of the Spirit. We see that in Galatians 5.22, and we receive that when we abide in our relationship with Jesus. We see that in John 15. So we receive peace from Jesus. Okay, and this is helpful because, again, we can feel overwhelmed by the idea of trying to bring restoration to all, all of the brokenness in the world. But we receive from Jesus what we need. Psalm 29.11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So peace, it's not just like this sweet little thing, though. 
In her book, Shalom Sisters, which I'll link to in the show notes as well, Oshita Moore, the author, says, quote, peace is fierce. It has to be because violence and discord won't go down without a fight. Those who wield peace in the face of the world's violence do it, do it fiercely, end quote. So fierce doesn't mean violent, but it does mean powerful. And again, making shalom happen, being peacemakers, it takes work, but it has to come from a place of abiding in Jesus first. And it starts within us. While we will continue to be on this restoration journey until we die, we're taking small steps each day to reach more wholeness. And as we do that, we can then help to be peacemakers in our world. So each week, I'm going to give you guys an inward step and an outward step. Today, here is your inward step. What I want you to do is list one thing that God says about who you are, how he created you. You can go back to Genesis if you need to, read Psalm 139, and I want you to thank him for how he made you just as you are today. And then I want you to say this breath prayer. So what you're going to do is when you breathe in, you're going to say, you are restoring me. And when you breathe out, you're going to say back to good. Okay, this is talking about going back to God's original design, back to the garden, back to good, where all things are good and beautiful and pure. So in, you are restoring me. Out, back to good. Then your outward step is I want you to write a letter to someone reminding them of how you see something in them, something beautiful in them. And I really want you to try to avoid saying something that um, has to do with like their appearance, okay? We want it to go deeper than that. Think about how it makes you feel when someone just comments on your appearance versus something that's maybe more inward. You know, we like to hear compliments regardless, but it's those deeper things, those things that people see within us that really make a difference for us, right? If you want a challenge, maybe write to someone who is a little bit more difficult to love. You can also do it verbally. You don't have to go and write a letter if you don't want to. If you're going to see somebody, like, please, please, verbally, you know, say something to them that's that's loving and kind and is encouraging. It could be like the cranky cashier that you can thank just for saying, hey, uh, thank you for serving me today. Thank you for showing up today. Um, right now, as I'm recording this, we're in the midst of COVID-19. And so, you know, just saying thank you for putting your life on the line so that I can get my groceries, <laughs> you know, even something as simple as that. Maybe it's a relative who just kind of rubs you the wrong way. And ask Jesus to see that person with his eyes. See something within them. There, There is something beautiful and good within each person because all of us were created by God. And he says that we are good. Maybe you're dropping off a treat for someone who's experiencing homelessness. And you can include a note of encouragement or you can verbally say something to them. Saying something that you see within them. Something that would compliment them. They probably don't hear very much of that throughout their day. So the point of these small steps is to dig to the core of who we are, to embrace who we are and how others were created. And when we do that, we start to restore people back to shalom. And as individuals get restored, our communities get restored until someday when all creation has gone back to Eden. Thanks for joining me today. I would love to hear what you did if you did take those steps. So you can email me, join me over at Facebook or Instagram and share with me how it went. I would love to hear it. I will put all of the information that you need in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today.